Welcome to another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos coming at you for the end of June. Man, June's already come and gone. That's right, it's June 30th, 2021. I gotta say, not a whole lot of issues came out this week, man. Not a whole lot of books that I read. Got like three DC, a handful of Marvel, and a handful of indies. And when I say handful, I mean only under single digits so <laughs> so yeah not a whole lot this week but you know I did enjoy for the most part what I read so I'm not gonna waste any more time not gonna gonna waste uh, my breath hey, let's go ahead and get into the issues Starting this week off with DC. Really was not a whole lot to go with at all this week. So up first we're going to have Green Arrow 80th Anniversary. It's a 100 page uh, oversized issue with just a bunch of backup stories. Or just a bunch of small stories by a bunch of different writers. Uh, Let's see, some of those are uh, Tamaki, Tom Taylor... Paul Hester, Devin Grayson, uh, let's see, Ron V, Jeff Lemire, Benjamin Percy. Those are just some of the one, the names of the uh, writers that did small stories for these. And then most of them are all right. You know, they're all dedicated to different eras, eras, I'm sorry, of Green Arrow as far as the way they're drawn and things like that and the campy stories and whatnot. But overall, it's okay, especially if you're a big Green Arrow fan and you enjoy seeing the evolution of the character uh, throughout the years. And it, it's worth checking out. I mean, if nothing else, it's worth uh, it's just worth giving it a quick read. Even if you're not a big Green Arrow fan and you're looking to learn more about Green Arrow, I think this is a good way to kind of get a taste of, of Green Arrow as far as if it's something you would like to continue to read or whatnot. So overall, it was okay. You know, it is what it is. It's just, like I said, it's just an 80th anniversary oversized issue. Um, So for 10 bucks, 100 pages, dollar a page. So like I said, not bad. It's okay. Up next, we have Infinite Frontier Secret Files issue number one by Joshua Williamson. This is another oversized book. This is an 80-page oversized book. So... I don't know, like, this is basically just everybody that's going to be involved in the Infinite Frontier story, uh, Mr. Bones, oh, I don't really necessarily know who that is, he's basically listening to all these tapes of everybody that's on the team, that kind of goes over their background and whatnot, and, uh, so, I mean, it was okay, I mean, you had a President Superman, which was kind of cool, I think that one and Roy were the two that I was looking forward to the most. Uh, but even Roy's was kind of whack. I mean, Roy was getting beaten up at a bar, and you know, not fighting back. And then somebody, this uh, the bartender, she steps in to help him uh, from this dude that's beating the shit out of him. And then he finally decides, okay, enough fucking around. I need to go ahead and fight because he's gonna beat this. You know, he's gonna kill this girl. So he decides to go ahead and beat the crap out of the guy and steal his motorcycle. But 
you know, the rest of them, eh, you know, they were okay. I mean, the Jade and Obsidian one was kind of cool. Uh, the Children of Alan Scott. The Psycho Pirate was alright, too, seeing as how he has a big role to play in this uh, series. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, Mr. Bones had his own little audio tape or whatever. Or had his own little involvement and whatnot. But it was, like I said, it was okay. I mean, I think it's just more... It's it's more for those that don't aren't familiar with a lot of the characters on the alternate Earths and whatnot. So, you know, if you're curious, it's worth checking out. If not, you don't even have to bother to pick it up. It's not really important to the story. But... Again, if you're just looking for something to read and you want to learn more about these characters, might as well. Alright, and finally we have Teen Titans Academy Yearbook Issue Number 1. It's a one-shot, actually. So this, again, is just another bunch of uh, collective of small stories, one with a Stitch, which I thought that was really neat. I like that. Uh, there's a red X at the very end, a uh, little part of the story, which I thought was really cool almost kind of think they're going to reveal who it is but they don't uh there's a nice little raven and a beast boy story which is nice I said overall this was fine but this did nothing to advance the story uh the only thing this really did was give you a little more uh insight as far as the motivations of of red x and of stitch um and uh you know, I guess kind of the budding relationship between Beast Boy and Rachel. I'm sorry, uh, Raven. Thinking of Titans DC show. But, yeah, it, overall it was fine. I mean, there wasn't a ton of uh, groundbreaking stuff in this issue. But, you know, if you like the Teen Titans Academy, it's worth checking out. Uh, you can totally skip it if you want. Like I said, there's really no... Nothing crucial to the story thus far but uh, I enjoyed it I thought it was one of, of the uh, of the three DC titles this one was probably my favorite that I read <clears throat> just because it was easy to, to get through and it didn't uh, it didn't drag out you know the Green Arrow one was a lot to read through just because it was multiple stories even though they were short stories it just was a lot to get through the Infinite Frontier was just kind of you know it was okay. Like I said, those the stories were fine. All the I'm not saying any of these stories were bad. It's just some of them it would, took a while to get through. You know, just because there were so many of them. Whereas this one isn't is nowhere near as large as those other two. But yeah, that was all I read this week from DC. Also out from DC this week it's Catwoman uh, Annual 2021 issue number one. Let's try saying that five times fast. Uh, so yeah, that's out. DC Connect issue number 14 uh, The Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries Extravaganza issue number 1 I believe that's a second print Could be wrong but Yeah that's that That's all DC this week Told you we had a small DC run this week Okay let's keep it going Now, now switching over to the Indies. 
Up first we have Power Rangers Unlimited Issue 1. This is basically a a backup story and an origin for the Phantom Ranger and for I guess Rita Repulsa I believe and uh, <clears throat> I mean it was okay I mean it's basically just a backstory as to how Rita ties into the Dark Spectre and all this other stuff and uh, I guess how the Phantom Ranger made a sacrifice to save her and the Imperials, Imperials and all this other stuff so it kind of picks up off the back of uh, of uh, Power Rangers issue eight. It kind of picks out the picks up off the back of that, but like I said, it's okay. It's definitely one of those things that you can skip um, because it doesn't overall play into the it it doesn't play into the story all the way. It's just kind of like an origin and a you know a filling in the gaps kind of thing as to as to how all this ties in together. But overall, it was fun. You know, you got the same type of artwork that. Uh, that you expect from Power Rangers. So overall, it was okay. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it's not. It wasn't anything difficult to get through. But we're checking out. That's Power Rangers Unlimited, uh, issue number one. Okay, now from Image we have the Department of Truth, issue number ten by James Tenney and the Fourth. Okay, this was really good. So, as we know, this book is about conspiracy theories. And what's the ultimate conspiracy theory? Bigfoot. It was teased at the end of last issue uh, about Bigfoot being the focus of it. And that's what this was. You know, a bunch of different uh, people, you know, have claimed to have seen Bigfoot. Well, this one man kind of takes it, takes his obsession and he kind of just goes overboard with it. Meanwhile, Cole and Hawk are basically... You know, on the hunt for the hunter, <laughs> essentially for the guy that's hunting Bigfoot, uh, and you find it, and it, it's very. A lot of this book, there's a lot of pages. There's probably like eight, ten, twelve pages of what's said in like a, a letter format of uh, the son whose dad was the one hunting Bigfoot. Uh, the dad writing him a letter, letting him know all these different things, how how it makes him feel, and all this, this, and this. Uh, so it it was pretty cool. I enjoy it, and it it looks crazy how the next issue is going to come about. Um, the way this ends, I, I think left on a very good cliffhanger. Uh, but I'm enjoying this this run so far. So I don't know if this is going to be an on. If this, I'm assuming this is an ongoing series, and there's really no set into it. But overall, I'm enjoying it. Pretty cool stuff. That's Department of Truth issue number ten. Uh, up next, we have crossover issue number seven by Donnie. K Actually, no, nope, scratch that. It's not Donnie Case. This issue, it's Chip Zdarsky wrote this issue. Uh, it's basically Chip Zdarsky wrote an, an issue about himself. <laughs> so in this crossover world where you know comic book characters have come to life in the real world, you know, and I didn't know this because I've, I've never read Sex Criminals, uh, but apparently Chip Zdarsky wrote himself into the story. <laughs> and it's just basically him with the with the volume turned all the way up. So, um, you know, basically Chip is on the run. The real version of himself, think, you know, is on the run because he feels that, you know, somebody's trying to kill him for creating, you know, comic book characters and things like that. Come to find out it's his comic book character that's hunting him. 
but he's not really hunting him. He's trying to save him, more or less. So you kind of have this full, like, awkward little couple pages where, you know, um, you know, they, they have this, like, kind of bro, bro moment, but it gets a little too close, a little too weird, you know, where they're both just kind of staring at each other, like, face to face, like, super, super close. You know, basically telling him, you know, I'll, you know, I'll live for, you know, I will die for you and, you know, all this other stuff and, you know, I'll protect you at all costs because I love you and all this other stuff. So it, it was a little, it got a little weird there, but, you know, um, comic book Chip Zdarsky ends up uh, sacrificing himself to save real Chip Zdarsky. So, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. It was a very cool concept uh, for this uh, crossover world, but... I said, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, it was definitely a different take. Did not expect that to go where it went. Uh, but it was pretty cool. Uh, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. It's crossover issue number seven. And finally, we have Spawn issue number 319. So this starts out really cool. So it starts out basically they're in Italy. And it's this uh, restaurant owner. You know, the nicest guy in the world, you know, basically, you know, treating his guests, you know, to the top, uh, to the top of the line service and all this other stuff. The guy's like world famous for his, uh, service, you know, all his employees love him. And then of course you kind of find out there's something, uh, <laughs> there's something more sinister going on with this guy other than he's just a really nice guy. Come to find out he's holding people. Uh, in his wine cellar at the very bottom he has a secret room he's got two people chained up and he's been torturing them more or less uh, then you find out he's a vampire and basically spawn comes in and you know beats the shit out of him and you know gets the information he's looking for which he's wanting to know you know who's attacking him this this and this and who all's involved so overall it was just a really fun issue this is probably one of the easier spawn issues to get into uh, especially this is a very very good jumping on point especially if you haven't been reading uh, the spawn ongoing series so this is a good place to start it and to kind of get going because you kind of get introduced to similar you know some characters some of them are carried over from the previous stories um, so you don't get a whole lot thrown at you but you kind of get a good basis to what exactly is going on in this particular book so overall it was fun I enjoyed it uh, the artwork of course is great Todd McFarlane make sure, always make sure the art gets top priority in this uh, this run so spawn issue number 319 okay also out from image this week we have monstrous issue number 35 two moons issue number five that Texas blood issue number seven Made in Korea, issue number two. And that's all for Image. For Boom, we also have We Only Find Them When They're Dead, issue number seven. I have dropped that book. We have Dune, House of Atreides, issue number eight. Uh, and then we have Spectre and Spectres, issue number five. And finally, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Tea Time, issue number one. So that was all the indies this week. Let's go ahead and wrap up with Marvel.
All right, and finishing things up this week with Marvel. Up first, we have Daredevil, Daredevil issue number 31 by Chip Zdarsky. So, this has a couple of different stories, uh, story plots going on. You know, Daredevil being in prison. He, you know, threat, he's threatens basically to expose the uh, warden who tried to have him killed in the previous issue. Uh, you've got Elektra dealing with the fallout of, you know, her new apprentice, Alice, kind of freaking out after killing somebody accidentally to save her life. And then uh, now she's also hunting down the new kingpin. Uh, I believe her name is Izzy Herbis, who made a deal with the Hand, and now Elektra's kind of making a deal with her to go after the Hand. Uh, then you have uh, Matt Murdock's brother, I believe his name is Mike. I can't remember exactly what his name is, but uh, basically pretending to be mad, and they're trying to enter. Basically, he's trying to conspire with all the other crime bosses uh, to basically turn on this Izzy uh, Herbis. So basically, they take her out and they make her the fall person, and then the rest of their empires, you know, can absorb whatever she needs to or whatever they need to. You know, Wilson Fisk can do all this for them. So overall, it was fine. I mean, I'd like them to hurry up and kind of get going into a new direction or to kind of find a new direction and kind of finish out this story arc of Daredevil being in jail. Although I will say that the part with Bullseye, they introduce a new, I don't know if it's a new character or whatnot, but there's an angel character that comes to Daredevil. I'm sorry, not Daredevil, to Bullseye. Uh, after Bullseye just got done killing these this entire group of people. And he kind of floats into him. And, you know, Bullseye's uh, reaction to him was pretty cool. So, then I think they only show this angel character in, like, a panel or two. But overall, it was pretty cool. I enjoy it. So, that's uh, Daredevil issue number 31. Up next, we have the United States of Captain America issue number 1. So, this is just a Captain America team-up book. This is Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson both donning the Stars and Stripes. Uh, so pretty much, Steve gets his house broken into and gets uh, the shield stolen from him. Uh, somebody dressed up like Captain America tries to steal the shield, or they do steal the shield, and they end up causing havoc dressed as Cap, uh, basically trying to dirty the name of Captain America. And you know, Steve's just kind of like he know he he has an idea what somebody what they're trying to do. So he's trying to obviously get the shield back, but the guy keeps throwing obstacles to keep her from catching him. Uh, and you also kind of you run into a new Captain America of sorts, uh, a makeshift Captain America. Uh, it's this kid they run into that they save on this train. Uh, they they being Steve and Sam. Uh, I forget what his name is, but pretty much you know he's kind of on the run. He's kind of been a loner all himself. You know, he came out as uh, gay to his to his uh, parents, and they disowned him. So he's kind of been living on the streets, and well, to protect the people that he's been uh, around, uh, the homeless people that he's been around or whatnot, he's basically don't, made his own uh, Captain America-type outfit and has been protecting them and trying to do what he can. So Sam and, and Cap decide to, you know, enlist him and try to, ha you know, have him help a little bit. So it was pretty cool, you know. So in this issue, you get three Captain Americas for the price of one. Uh, and overall, the story was fine. I enjoyed it. You know, you find a little bit more about this uh, makeshift Captain America character. But it was good. I enjoyed it. 
That's uh, United States of Captain America, issue number one. Also out for Marvel this week, we have Star Wars The High Republic, issue number six. I have dropped that book because it just got boring to me. Uh, and we also have X-Factor, issue number 10. Cable, issue number 11. Eternals, issue number 5. Black Widow, issue number 8. Movies coming soon. Couple weeks. Uh, Star Wars Dr. Afra, issue number 11. We have The Marvels, issue number 3. Shang-Chi, issue number 2. This is Shang-Chi versus Captain America. Uh, the Black Knight, Curse of the Ebony Blade, issue number 4. I also dropped this because I just was not enjoying it. Uh, Avengers Mech Strike, issue number 4. Marvel Previews, issue number 13. Black Cat Annual number one, and Giant Size Amazing Spider-Man The Chameleon Conspiracy. I have also dropped all Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, until Sinister War kicks off. This just whole Chameleon Conspiracy thing just hasn't done it for me. I've just been bored out of my mind. So, um, yeah, so I guess it's issue either 70 or 71 that starts the Sinister War. I believe it's on one shot as well when I'll get back on Amazing Spider-Man, I believe, and kind of see how Nick Spencer ends his run on Amazing Spider-Man. So that was Marvel. Oh yeah, there's one more Marvel book. You got Pick of the Week. You want to know what it is? It's Beta Ray Bill, issue number four. Coming at you. Momentary. Taking home pick of the week. It's Beta Ray Bill issue number four from Daniel Warren Johnson. Okay. So our story starts off. Bill's in a dark room. He walks towards the mirror. Looks in the mirror. He sees his humanoid face. He's almost in shock. He touches his face as he notices. It starts to change. He begins to change back to his horse face, that which he hates the most. He begins to scream and yell. All of a sudden, he's awakened by Scuttlebutt as she says, I'm here, Bill, using Bill's axe to chop away some tentacles. Bill says, what was that? What happened? Scuttlebutt says, I'm not sure. Once we broke through the lava, Bill says, everything went dark. She says, yes. When I found my bearings, I heard you screaming. This entity had you trapped. Bill says, I was in some sort of dream state. Where is Scourge and Pip? Scuttlebutt says, I do not know. I'm cut off from the rest of the ship. I cannot get any readings. We're flying blind. Bill says, well, I suppose it's time we find out the old-fashioned way then. As he opens the hatch of the ship. The sticky goo covering the hatch. He says, By Odin's beard. What is that thing? As they're being carried by this giant squid monster through the bottom of Muspelheim. Bill closes it, climbs back down the elevator. He says, 
we're inside some sort of creature and it's taking us somewhere fast. Scuttlebutt pulling out uh, a cord from the inside of her body. Says, I've got to see the state of the rest of the ship. Let me see if I can patch into myself with an analog connection. As she connects, she begins to see everywhere in the ship. She says, this thing is everywhere, like an infection. They hear a scream off in the distance, both confused. Scuttlebutt says, what was that? Bill yells, it's Scourge, as he runs off. Scuttlebutt tries to slow him down, but Bill yells, we are coming for you, brother. Bill opens the door from where he hears a scream, and he's met by the arrival of an old familiar moment in his life. He hears someone say, I have never been so well matched by any mortal, but though I relish the struggle, I must end it now. And he's suddenly looking at the first time he ever battled Thor. As he looks confused, Thor looks at the past version of Bill says, Will you yield, warrior? Bill does not yield, and instead gives Thor a German suplex. And Bill yells, only in death. Bill, confused, says, This is the first time I met Thor, so long ago. What, what is going on? Scuttlebutt says, Come on, I have a guess. Follow me. She says, look at all the main tubes. They lead down this hallway and converge here. Bill says, aye, the records room. Scuttlebutt says, I think this thing is toying with us via our experiences together. It's replaying our memories for us. Bill says, but why? She says, I think it's distracting us for some reason. And I think it's trying to take us somewhere while it does. We have to get to my records room now. Bill says, but if every room is like the one we just came out of, my mind, that we just came out of, who, who knows what's going on in the next one? Scuttlebutt grabs Bill's hand and says, come on, the only way is forward. Bill says, hmm, this smell, I remember it. Scuttlebutt tells him, Bill, I think in order to keep us from getting to the room, it's choosing more upsetting recordings of mine, like when you were changed. Bill looks over and he sees himself being operated on when he was given his horse face. Scuttlebutt looks at him and says, Bill, we have to keep going. Bill keeps going. They open the door and now he's staring at himself looking in his reflection in the mirror. So the first time he peeled off the bandages and saw his face. They walk out of the room into another room. Bill's sitting next to his mother his mother says, Bill, listen to me. I will always love you, no matter what you look like. I can see inside of you. You are a strong warrior. You have laid down your body for your people and for your family. But I can also see your broken heart. And my heart breaks with you, with yours as well. Bill says, Mother, I... She says, wait, what, what's that in the sky? current Bill says this was the last time we ever spoke as two foreigners come behind him they say Beta Ray Bill or Beta Ray it's time he is here as you see the destruction of his home world 
the planet blown up around it. Bill says, before the fire came, this was the last time I spoke to my mother. Scuttlebutt says, I remember this battle like it was yesterday. Bill closes his eyes. He says, you were here with me when it happened. You were there with me for every moment, then and after. She says, I was, and I always will be. As they get to the room where they're fi they find what they're finally looking for, looks like the head of the beast. Bill takes his axe and slices it in half. Suddenly, the memories fade. Bill continues to hack and slash at it to free the ship of its sensors. Scuttlebutt says, it worked. Sensors are back online. We are free. Scourge and Pip now wake up. Scourge begins to say, what the hell? Pip says, what is this stuff? Scuttlebutt then breaks some bad news. She says, I barely have enough power to fly. I have to land. As they crash land somewhere in Muspelheim, as they come to a stop, Scuttlebutt says, Bill, I... What is it? Bill hits the emergency hatch, runs out. He sees the sword of Surtur stuck in the ground. They have made it to what he was looking for this entire time. Scuttlebutt tells Bill, I'm sorry, as he looks up at the, star at the sword. He says, sorry? What could you ever be sorry for? She says, back then, all those memories, I didn't, I didn't know how to comfort you. I don't know myself like I do now. Bill says, that's not your fault. It's no one's fault. She tells him, your mom was right, you know. I can see inside you. You're radiant. And you never needed a hammer or sword to prove it. As she touches Bill's face, he takes her hands off. He says, I wish I could believe that. But I've never felt that inside. I wish I could see it but I can't. I have to forge it the only way I know how. As he climbs up, puts his hand on the hilt of the sword, suddenly a blast of energy comes down. Bill whisks away, and a voice says, Do you think you could just take it, Corbinite? As feet begin to stomp on the ground, the voice says, Twilight demands a warrior worthy of impotence. As Surtur emerges, and he says, I have been waiting for a powerful opponent to once again prove my worth to this hollow blade. And you, Beta Ray Bill, will do so perfectly. And that's how the issue ends. Man, this is going to uh, be an exciting conclusion to this series, the next issue. That's uh, Beta Ray Bill. Issue number four, Marvel Comics, pick of the week for June 30th, 2021. And that's going to do it this week. Beta Ray Bill taking it home for Marvel, pick of the week. He said there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on the pull list this week, so may do with what there was. There still was some pretty good ones, you know. To me, it was 
between Beta Ray Bill and Captain and United States and Captain America as far as pick of the week. Spawn was also really good. Uh, Department of Truth didn't disappoint. Um, but overall, yeah, man, it was a really, really short week, really small week as far as issues are concerned. But there were still some good ones. Um, but yeah, be sure and go to Facebook and Instagram. Follow both at i.have.issues.comics. Be sure to go like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to this podcast at. Uh, and be sure, have yourself a safe and happy 4th of July. Even though June 30th is over, comics came out June 30th, 4th of July is on Sunday of this week. So y'all be safe out there, enjoy yourselves, and I'll see you guys next week with more I Have Issues.